You're listening to Soul Crush, a podcast dedicated to spirituality, sexuality, and stories that soothe, inspire, and break the soul. Each full and new moon, we release an episode sharing stories of healing and shame and really unleashing and unlocking the potential that we all hold as humans to grow, to evolve, and to serve the world with more love and Everybody, today I'm so excited to um, share this. I almost said episode, but this isn't an episode, it's a class um, with my really good friend, Olivia. It might be an episode, but um, Olivia Clementine. Yay! Thanks for having me. So grateful. Um, So, I have, I'll give you just a little bit. I want to really get into it because I'm like, oh no, we only have an hour. I was like writing things that I wanted to talk to you about. I'm like, this is like a a two week long retreat that I'm like, I want to know things about. What do we do about this? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) How do we do it and not lose our minds? That's the first question. But anyway, just to give you a little context, Olivia and I have been friends for, I don't know how long, probably like eight, seven years, maybe? Maybe. Six? Some years. At least five. We'll say five. That feels Definitely like. five. Definitely, Definitely. Maybe. Yeah. And I met Olivia when she was working um, and lived at this farm in upstate New York. And I was on a meditation retreat and I was in silence. I always love telling our story um, because it's just really cool that we met, I think, in silence. And we've talked about this before, but um, it was just really cool because we met. And I think uh, the first day we met, we talked. And then after that, I was in silence for the whole week, but we were, I was staying on her property. I was camping there as I was on this retreat that was nearby at a place called Omega Institute. And yeah, it was just so sweet because we got to kind of know each other through our energy um, first, which I just feel like is so, um, just so much of like what you're about to me, like from my perception, it's like that, like getting to know somebody on, on a layer and on a level that's really beyond words. And um, so I just always feel like, yeah, it's just really cool to me. It feels kind of sweet in that way. I love that. And my side of the story is I saw Adriana get out of the car to arrive in silence. Like she arrived at the, at my farm and um, I was like, I have to be good friends with her. Like I was like, that's exactly what I want in my life. And then we became really good friends. Like it took some time though. Like we, you know, took a little bit of time and then one day we clicked and then, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to read Olivia's bio because I have so many things to say about her. They're so great, but this will keep it condensed. And also it's really good. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to read her bio off of um, her website. 
So it says relational relationship and inner alchemy advisor, gardener and herbalist. Over the last 15 years, Olivia has been a student of the innerscape and the relational field. Her main interest has been to understand what brings meaning and true happiness to our lives. And on the flip side, how we bind ourselves and create further suffering. She has explored these queries through study relational mentorship and longtime Nyingma Buddhist practice. Her skill is getting to the root of issues and offering pathways to move in the direction that will create greater connection, satisfaction, and alignment for individuals and couples. I'm just going to stop there. But um, yeah, cool. So I had everybody in the very beginning just, you know, write about um, some questions or things that they wanted to learn more about um, around intimacy. So, um, cause I knew that I'd have you on here. So I was like, Ooh, I want to know what other people want to know. So I, I have some of those things too, but I would love to just ask you, um, what, what is inti- like, what does intimacy mean to you? Hmm. Hmm. I guess intimacy means knowing for speaking of people, uh, knowing ourselves and knowing somebody else and uh, staying close, like staying close to um, the aliveness, like staying close to the aliveness within us and staying close to the aliveness in somebody else. Mm. Um, I'd say that to me is what intimacy is. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I love that. I just realized I, I like think about it and I like it resonates so much where it's like intimacy with people and with life. And, you know, one of the things that I feel like I've come into contact with through my journey and practice is that is like a closer intimacy. But then I was also like, what does that mean to you? And what does that even mean? You know? Yeah. There's like a continuity, like even, you know, mm-hmm. if we're using the definition of Tantra, Mm-hmm. one of the definitions is continuity so it's like the staying with something like staying with I guess it's the same as union so mm-hmm. rather than like this like I'm in I'm out I'm in it's like how can we stay intimate and connected and continuous with the aliveness which is everything we experience right so yeah yeah well how how do we do that? <laughs> how do we do it? Yeah. I mean, because I was thinking that, like, the, yeah, like that feels really natural. And like when you just said that, I was like, oh God, yeah, that's what I'm always longing for. And I know in my, I think I in friendships, I think in particular, like intimate um, romantic partnership, you know, is is a place where I know a lot of the people that I've worked with, and that I don't necessarily have a ton of. Um, like skills and things like that, that I feel like you do, but that is a place where people and myself included do experience that like in it, like open, close, open, you know, and then when you're closed, you're like, well, I'm just trying to figure out like how to find that, what you're talking about, that continuity. And um, yeah, how do we, how do we do that? How do we do that? Um, so do we want to use the context of intimate partnership or do we want to just, what do we want it to be more general? What do you I, think? I feel like for for this like moment, what we're talking about now, I think intimate like romantic partnership okay. would be good, just because I talk about a lot of this stuff in a more general way in terms of, you know, our, our own bodies and our own hearts and lives. And like I said, I'd love to get more into like 
the returning back to the self-love piece too. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit about the. Yeah, that sounds great. And like for anyone listening, if you're not in partnership, just to use like anything I share in this context as a way to explore yourself too, of like, how do I not show up or show up in this way? So you don't feel like if you aren't in relationship, that there's no place for you in this conversation. Definitely. Good to think about. Um, so yeah, so how do we stay connected to the aliveness? Um, well, one, I always bring up meditation, like bringing our meditation practice into life, which only happens through having a consistent meditation practice. And much is all in my experience, right? So I'm not going to give that, say that more than just once. So we all know that this is what I've learned through my life um, and, and seeing clients and seeing what helps them. Um, but meditation is one way, right? Because we stay open and available and we have some continuity in our own beings. So that allows us to stay with everything that's arising more than we used to. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one way. And I think m my biggest thing that I've been really sitting with lately is like uh, happiness is a risk. Like intimacy is a risk and like intimacy is happiness, right? Because if we want to actually experience aliveness, which is intimacy with life and our lover, then we have to be willing to be like, is it worth the risk? Is it worth, like that's the first question I think we ask ourselves is like, is it worth feeling alive? Because if it is worth feeling alive to be happy, then I'm willing to like stay with this. I'm willing to stay with the, the raw feeling mm -hmm. that I have right now. I'm willing to stay with the fact that my partner is triggered and shutting down for the millionth time. Mm -hmm. And I want to freak out. Instead, I'm going to stay with the experience of aliveness, which is below the outer appearance of what's happening and like uh, staying present with them like moment by moment not in the story so like the story how we stay in intimacy is we stay out of the story and in life mm. so the story is they are like this this is who I am in this relationship this is who they are in relationship like this is a we all have very strong stories and sometimes those can be helpful we, we make new stories right like mm. the quote you put today from Esther yeah. Brown we constantly are reinventing ourselves like there's a power from, from words but we also need to have vision for ourselves and have a commitment to what we want to create in relationship. Like that is very important to know what mm. matters to us. And then we also really need to get into the actual present moment experience, which is where intimacy happens, which is like, how are you feeling right now? Like we are saying that to our partner and we do our best to drop the story and really be with them. And that only just the only way to be intimate is practice. Mm. is having a commitment to the risk of intimacy enough mm. and the fact that like we remember in our body how it feels to be intimate how it feels to be alive in those moments we want to shut down and get into the story get into our pain get into some mm. kind of sense of separation which is generally in the mind mm. it's not actually in real life so um yeah we want to slow ourselves down be like okay, I can either choose in this moment to feel the present moment and see what's actually arising in this moment for myself, see what's actually arising for my partner, not assume what's happen happening for them, but actually ask them. Yeah. And, and be really clear what's happening in my body and owning that, not projecting on my partner. Like, 
they definitely are like mad at me or like they mm -hmm. looked at that other person. They obviously like them. And like, mm -hmm. just like all these things we do, right? Or mm -hmm. like, uh, there's endless stories of what we yeah. do. Instead, we ask how, and we ask like an open-ended question, like mm -hmm. what's happening for you? Mm -hmm. Not like, you must be mad or you must be tired or whatever mm -hmm. it is. We ask these open questions. Um, and we really just get to know each other in the present moment. That's intimacy. That's aliveness. It's something mm -hmm. fresh. It's something unknown. Uh, it's something we don't have a complete wing thought for. It's like, uh, it's a little bit awkward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I love that. I love that as the completion of that. <laughs> Because yeah. it's all like, yeah, and then you're like, and also. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it is. And I think that, do you feel like that's part of why, you know, so many of us and so many of what people wrote in about what they wanted to learn in the relational realm is about how to be vulnerable and, like, how to stay open and feel vulnerable, you know, like, exactly what you just said. Like, you just spoke to it. Um, really naturally, but I think that, do you think that that feeling of, yeah, just awkwardness is what kind of leads us into the story of, you know, trying to just figure out what it is to be right or to know like what's going on. You know, I think that there's like this thing that happens in our mind, like you're saying, like to know what's going on, you know, like we like kind of go to a place of like, oh, well, I know what's going on now, like for me and for them. And, you know, and then it's like, without that, it can be awkward because there's just, I don't know. I don't actually know why, but definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, I think that's totally true. I think like, um, I was talking to a client the other day who I, we were trying to get them to support a more appreciative connection, like how to appreciate your partner. And mm. I was like, it's kind of awkward to appreciate your partner on a regular basis in the beginning. Cause you're like, it doesn't seem even intimate to appreciate them to be like, you have such beautiful earlobes. Like <laughs> that seems like not awkward because it's like just an earlobe, you know? Uh-huh. Like, there is this kind of awkwardness of just getting into the language of it and, and not knowing if somebody's gonna accept what you say. So like, I think the awkwardness comes more from the fact that when we have patterns in relationships, we know the outcome. So like, we, we are pushing for conflict sometimes because we know what the outcome will be. Like there's something familiar about it, right? We're yeah. pushing for like the same kind of intimate moves in the bed or wherever we have intimacy sexually because we we feel safe we feel like we at least know what will happen even if it's not satisfying the partner mm. and like you and your partner we just do it because it's familiar so I think the awkwardness of having a fresh moment leaves us with this like we don't know how someone's going to be and are they still going to love us are they still going to be attracted to us uh it's risky um yeah so yeah that's in terms of the awkwardness yeah and that <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to go into a little bit in terms of, you know, coming back to like, well, there's two things. One of them is in, in um, 
kind of a little bit of a response to what you just said. I know for me, there's this experience where I'm like, okay, I like feel like I get somewhere where I'm like, oh, okay. I like know what I'm experiencing in this moment where it used to be really, and it still is really scary, but it used to be so scary. I wouldn't like allow myself to even feel what I was feeling in the moment. I mean, I'm sure I still do that sometimes, but I'm like having more of an experience of being like, oh, I'm feeling sad and like not being so inside the story or at least feels like I'm like inside of maybe the root of what it is as opposed to like, you know, making it about what's happening around me when I'm like, oh, actually, this is just this deep grief that I feel because it's Father's Day and I miss my dad, you know, example. And I feel like when I have this experience then of like, oh, I'm really feeling like I'm in my body more and I'm like closer to being vulnerable um, in that way and sharing that. Um, along with that, there is this like expectation that it's going to be received a certain way. And sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. And when it's not, it seems like I'll go kind of reverse back into like, well, this is why I don't do that. You know, like this is why I don't, this is why I'm not, this is exactly why, you know what I mean? And then it almost feels like, yeah, this kind of cycle, you know, of like, oh, well, this is why I don't offer that vulnerability. And I finally thought I like, you know, that's, I guess I'm asking because like, I know a lot of the women and there's all women in this group you know, they do a lot of this work, you know what I mean? And then whether it's here in a relational thing or it's with their own, you know, connection to themselves and their pleasure or, you know, whatever it is where we're like at this edge of vulnerability, you know, in all realms, then we experience it. And it's like, I know for me, there is this expectation that then the, I'm going to get some sort of feedback that like affirms what it, and it's just like, I want, it's like, I want someone to throw like a party for me. Cause I'm like, but you don't know how long it took me to be able to say what I'm feeling in any moment. Like that is taking me like years. It feels like I could cry just thinking about it, you know? And so it's like an interesting thing because what do we do with our own expectation and how does that then cause the suffering, you know, like reinforce the suffering that we experience sometimes between, you know, one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Um, yeah. And it is a big deal to show up and to be vulnerable and to risk that like once again, to risk it, but yeah, two thoughts in response. One is I'll go in more to like being a spiritual being. We'll do that one in a second. Yeah. But the first thought um, is, you know, I think it is a challenge um, as yoga practitioners or just like someone that's self-aware. Um, we want to be in partnerships where somebody values seeing us. Mm -hmm. like we, it's hard. It's hard if you, we don't have that. I know for myself, it's a non, it's a non-negotiable, like I have to be seen uh, in partnership. Um, and I think that's a reasonable request. Mm. Um, and it's hard if you wake up in the middle of a partnership, like you're, you've been in that partnership for years or a year and you realize that that's what you need and the person you're with isn't really available to that. So when you're showing up in this new way, it can feel really important to feel seen and appreciated and like to be seen for like the evolution and the, and the courage that you just had. So I do think that there's some value to that too, of really 
taking stock and being like, is this something that I really need in this relationship? And I'm not saying everyone should just like break up with their partners right now yeah. because I'm not doing it, but <laughs> even just to bring it to the table or to learn the skills and even learning the skills in yourself to see your partner and appreciate them the way you want to be seen and appreciated. So yeah. then you're just leading by example. Because oftentimes like, you know, we do, we say we want a lot of things and we don't do them ourselves. Um, so that's one thought. And the second one too, is I think also there's, these are spiritual practitioners, right? And you're training. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And we do a lot of meditation. I mean, that's kind of the foundation of the, the whole mentorship for sure. Okay, cool. Um, so, you know, I think intention is so powerful and what you're saying about not having the pain of expectation. So I think like as a practitioner, like I think the most important thing we do is we really purify our intentions. So if we're being vulnerable and sharing ourselves, we do it for the benefit of all beings, essentially. So it's like, this is about you hearing me, but it's also for the highest good. So it's not so personal sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, I would need to do this no matter what. Like I, I would need to share myself vulnerably. So if you're not gonna hear it in this moment, it's okay because I needed to do this for me. So often we do things and want our partner to be everything. We want them to respond just as we want them to, when we want them to. Um, and it's exhausting for both people. Um, so yeah. it's actually very liberating to be like, I just expressed like the most powerful thing in my whole life and nobody was there to listen. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. so liberating. Or it's like, yeah. and, and my partner didn't listen again and it was okay. <laughs> like that's a practice too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's like how it is relationally. In one way, we have we have like expectations and aspirations for our relationship, which are it's a helpful thing to do. And at the other end, we also learn to be our fullest self. Yeah, that's vulnerable and honest, no matter what. Yeah, I love that so much. I think both of those things and are so important. It's a good segue into that like what it means to return back to your own love. Like, I think that is such a huge thing, you know? And I know for me personally, it's a huge thing to exactly do that, to be like, oh, you know, to not be under the assumption that, you know, there's something wrong with me or, you know, it's just, it's so, it's been really intense coming from doing so much work on like being, able to freely express myself <laughs> you know like there's so many years like I couldn't do that with someone without someone I didn't even you know it was like not available but you know at all really in a you know and then over the years like coming into all this like oh all right now there's you know that flow is there most of the time and then um yeah and then having that be yeah whether no one's around you know and like not in partnership and being like you know, that could even feel unsafe or just not okay. Or, you know, there's so many ideas that we could have around that. And that's like, you're saying, so you said so beautifully, so liberating, you know, to be like, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, that anybody's like experiencing how free I am right now, you know, like, and I think in our day and age too, it's social media, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, it's so, it's, it, it's almost like I keep saying, like, it's almost easier. It's like harder to kind of turn the wheel sometimes but it's like quicker now because it is like so easy to get validation or get whatever and in these kind of more surface ways that you know sometimes to just 
spend some time alone and being in that energy, you're like, oh my God, it's like ecstatic, you know, because <laughs> it's just like so easy to do otherwise in our world. But also that piece of then being in that and staying and remaining in that place without, you know, being, um, yeah, without really putting so much of the weight on how someone else is going to react to it and to just allow, you know, both people to have their experience. And that kind of leads me into the, how do we engage when we have a really developed some deeper connection to ourselves and to spirit? And then we kind of feel like we're in that. How do we engage in relationship and in partnership without losing ourselves? And why do you think that that happens? Because I know that that's such a common experience for so many kind of, you know, really tuned in or sensitive people um, that really have like super open hearts. Um, mm -hmm. Oftentimes when they come together in partnership, there is this sense of like getting lost and then, you know, all these, all these other things that come up with that. So why do you feel like that is? And what are some of the ways that you've found that could help you kind of return back to that sense of wholeness mm. and freedom. Yeah, I had this kind of like rough answer that arose in my mind. Tell us. <laughs> I mean, I think if we're getting lost in partnership, we have to deepen our spiritual practice. Like it's mm. a sign that we aren't practicing. Cause I mm. think, I love that. Not that we're not practicing, but like we need to go, we need to go in further. Cause I don't mm. think being sensitive spiritual beings means that, um, like, I think uh, we have to find, there's still more work to be done, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because mm -hmm. um, what I notice in the spiritual world is there can be a lot of like, we can think we've gone further than we have gone in mm -hmm. our own inner evolution. And then we're put into relationship, which brings up everything, right? Every, every relationship shows us where our work is. Um, and if we're, we find ourselves just like being wrapped, pulled into our relationship, there's some aspect of us where we're not yet in our fullness. Mm. And I think like there's different moments where I think that there's like the enlightenment state, I'm, you know, where we uh, exist in a state of completion. Mm. And then I think that there's these other states where uh, we have a recognition of it. And so we can live in the world knowing all the time and feeling it in moments where we do sense that we have all the love in the world is, is our experience, right? Like our body is that. Uh, mm. And so when we're with somebody, they aren't filling us up. Like they aren't there to, to make us whole, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, that's common language. Uh, yeah. So I do think that it's, it's fantastic when these things happen. And if we're awake enough spiritual beings, I think a really big flaw that I see is people just focus on like, what are the signs? Like they get so heady about it. They're like, well, you know, I'm, they, like, we, we're really good at the language in Western world at this point. But the truth is there's like deep work to be done and it's going to take time, you know? And I think that's the thing we can just be like, I'm cool. I know what it is. I have the language for it. And uh, I know I'm attached and I'm going to let it go. And like, I think that's the thing we need to do as spiritual practitioners in relationships where we find binding. We have to be really honest that it's a process and that the path is as important as like unbinding ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's like giving ourselves the space, the patience, because so often we're in partnership and we just wanted to change right away. 
And so much of that impatience, which I get, I'm a totally impatient person about certain things. Um, But that impatience limits the possibility for us to see the gift and to see that like, you know, to not limit who we are based on the fact that we uh, have codependency tendencies, right? Like instead it's just like, I'm going to give myself like all the time I need in the world to explore what this is about uh, and, and not box myself in because I'm a spiritual practitioner. If that makes any sense. Does that make any sense? It's kind of a weird rambling. No, no, no. It definitely did. What would you say is an example of like what the gift would be like in that example or in, you know, strong and potent when you said that. And I'm curious, like just an example, if you could give of like, what would the gift be if you did that other approach as opposed to just labeling it with all these words and then, you know, yeah. So the gift is, yeah. And the thing is there are many gifts. So I think that's the whole thing about giving yourself time versus like, fuck, I did that thing I did in the last relationship. Like, you know, putting like beating ourselves, battering ourselves. Um, So I think the gift will, many gifts will come when we give ourselves time to explore what's happened, the thing we've done that's created suffering. Um, But an example would be that we realize that we actually love our own company. That's the greatest gift. We realize like, gosh, every time I like just lean on my partner to fill me or when I'm upset about something, I blame it on them. Like that's another form of codependency in certain ways. Yeah. Instead of doing that, I like stay with myself and I realize that I've been running away for 20 million years and actually it's okay here. I mean, that's like the most tremendous gift. Yeah. Like we don't learn that uh, if we didn't have, if we didn't have the experience of the pain of being wrapped in, pulled into something so deeply, feeling so much in our partnership, we might not ever learn that uh, right here is amazing. And then when we reconnect with our partner, it's totally different because we're coming from a place of like, I keep such great company in my body. So like just the dynamic, the way we relate with somebody is completely transformed. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Do you feel like there's um, partnerships where that is the experience all the time with pe- anyone that's under like 50? Not that I know of. <laughs> but I think, like, but I think it's great, but is it really going to take 20 more years? But you know what? I think it's a shift of perspective because I think the issue is we think conflict is an issue. And conflict is a learning, you know? There's a blessing in conflict if both people are interested in exploring it and not overdoing it, right? Like we don't always wanna be talking about what's going wrong. But I think that's kind of the thing is like shifting perspective of like, it's okay, codependency is okay. So let's just figure out how to make this better, you know? Versus like, fuck, I have all these attachment issues. You know, that's like, anytime you label something an issue, it becomes, more difficult to work with Mm -hmm. totally versus the gift the potential for the gift i love that that's really helpful i'm thinking of like my mom you know she's not like my model for a relationship although she has a healthy partnership now but it's just funny like when i think about my mom it should be like you know young people just make so much drama you know like i'm just you know like like she's in general this is her 
vibe, you know, but, totally. and, you know, I wouldn't say she's like ultimately happier. I don't know, but you know, she's doing fine, but just, it's just funny. It was just making me think of that. Cause when you were speaking, I was like, oh yeah. Then I was also like, who, you know, like, I don't know, like, it, does it take, like, does it actually just take all these years or, you know, I mean, there's no answer, but you know. No, but I think what you're saying is a really good like, question. Like, like the wisdom, it's like we could tap into the wisdom that we might have when we're 60 in a moment, sometimes it feels like, you know, and then it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I could be this 60 year old woman in a 37 year old body. And then I'm like, Bruh. like, no, I can't, I can't actually yeah. live that wisdom or that thing you know like uh, maybe i can't but you know it feels like sometimes we could experience these things on inner levels or like what you just said like having then that experience of like okay yeah i'm doing that let me go and do this and like yeah having this remembrance again and again and in and sometimes really deep doses and in other times just really small shifts of like oh i am my own good company and like that is so liberating um and then yeah, it just then that other um, experience of like, then living in that, you know, and then just like thinking about, I don't know, being an elder in, in all of that too, it just makes me feel kind of excited in a certain way too. And also curious, like disappointed. <laughs> but there's so many elders that aren't embodying yeah. right ease i think i mean i guess i think this is i really think what you're saying is important because i do think in spiritual or like self-growth if we want to say that like we do have an idea that we'll get someplace and everything's going to be great yeah and like whatever great means like we're always going to be happy and we're always going to be deeply in love and i do think that it's just keep good to keep reminding ourselves and when we're in partnership to remind each other that this is how it goes. There's ups and downs, there's connection and disconnection. And our main aspiration and intention is to come back into connection as quickly as we can if we've fallen into disconnection or we've fallen into something that doesn't serve us. So I think it's more like how much can we stay in connection, not like how perfect can we be and like when will we reach that point? Yeah. Because also conflict and difficulty create passion. There's like the magnetism that comes from that too, as long as we're not, you know, there's a, a, a gradient level to like, uh, we don't want to have doing anything vicious or intentionally conflicting, right? But um, it does create more fire in our relationship too, so. Mm, yeah, I love that. And I think just the model of, yeah, and in, in, in general, in all of our relations, and even with our own practice, and with our own um, sense of self-love, that that it's like even applying all of that just to how we are with ourselves, you know, of like that there isn't this thing, you know, that that we're gonna get to or whatever it is, and it's just this returning to like really opening to all of it, and um, yeah. Yeah, I think like what you're saying, like I think what keeps coming to me is just perspective is so important. And in partnership, learning to share a perspective of, of, of what it is to be in relationship together is so peace-giving. Because then when, when things are rough, you have the same perspective of like, gosh, today was rough, but like we're in this for the same reasons. And we know like this is how we work with conflict or this is how we work with uh just something that's difficult or joyful, even like blissful, you know, I think like 
perspective is so important because it allows us, it's either going to decide whether whatever's arising is a problem or just part of the journey. Right? Yeah. And would you say that it's like imperative to, for both people to have that perspective of like seeing things that arise as like, um, you know, like I've heard it from another relational woman of like, you know, that both people agree that when things arise, it's like for the growth and the healing of, you know, the connection as opposed to not, I guess, you know, do you feel like I that? Think, I think so. Cause there's otherwise there's a really common dynamic. I can say it's generally gender based, but if we don't want to be binary, I won't mention. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, I think like generally it's, it's, it's only helpful to both feel that way or else one person's always like, this is for growth and the other person's exhausted, <laughs> you know? So it really helps to be on the same page. So there isn't a fear yeah. or something arising that doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah, totally. And what about, um, let me just look at my notes. So, um, what do you feel like is like some of your like top three ways of <laughs> I never usually ask questions like this, but I don't know why it's coming up now. But um your top three ways of experiencing self-love and maybe, you know, what self-love means to you. Hmm. Uh, well, self-love to me means that we are connected to our nature, our true nature, which to me is that we recognize that we are a reflection of everything in the world and that we are actually vast like the sky. Hmm. And the reason I think that that to me means self-love is that uh, we give ourselves the gift of our potential. Because if we don't know our nature and we don't know we're as vast as the sky, then we're just selling ourselves short. And so our life is dictated by smallness. So to me, that's self-love, like recognizing that. And I think my three methods, redundant, but <laughs> meditation. <laughs> Yay, I mean, meditation. No, we can't talk about it enough. I mean, because everybody talks about it, but it's like, how much do we do it? Or, you know. Yeah, like, not, yeah, and not even like meditation to calm ourselves, but meditation to like the work you do, like to really see who we are, to turn the mind on the mind, or to be with our heart. Um, and then the other two, I would say, is one is um, being able to receive the love of the world. Uh, and for me, that generally comes from our earth. Uh, and really receiving uh, the beauty, like my whole life is dictated by going to wild and beautiful places. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, I just like, I feel it's the kindest gift to myself to smell flowers, to smell fresh air, to just see, see what's possible and also just see the creations around us that are stunning, you know? Like to me, that's the greatest gift of self-love because I feel so good inside and, and I, I feel like um, uh, there's all the other stuff happening in newspapers and in human minds, but like that's 
who we are. I feel very similar to meditation. So that's a pathway. And then the third one is having amazing connections with people for me is a really strong path of self-love. Um, I mean, I think like friendships, like our friendship has been so amazing for me to deepen in self-love, like to be seen and loved. And, if, you know, everyone knows Adriana, like you're so celebratory of people and so kind and touched and just such an amazing person. And I, I feel like having you in my life has been so important for me to open my heart more, to speak up, to show what I want to offer in this world. And I think so many of us um, are so deeply fed and like we really recognize um, our capacity and like our beauty because we're around other people that are beautiful themselves and also are willing to shine the light on us when we're not feeling beautiful and loved or we are. That's both yeah. are so important to me. Totally. Those are, those would be my top three too. <laughs> <laughs> We're totally endorsed by meditation, mother nature, and friendships. We're endorsing, yeah. <laughs> We're endorsing all these great things that you can't really buy, but you can't buy them. All about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. You can. You can, but you, but you can't. <laughs> you can't contain it. That's the yeah. thing. Can't contain it, totally. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. and thank you for saying all of that. I feel very, you know, I feel the same about you. And, and so... And so much of that, um, what, back into the beginning of what we shared about, you know, just really like affirming, not just affirming, but like acknowledging and sharing, um, you know, that kind of love with one another um, in all of our, you know, relationships. It's just, again and again, I'm always so um, relieved when I remember to do that or something, you know, when I'm like, oh, right, like I'll like, intuitively think of you and be like oh I feel you know and then many moments I don't send a message or whatever I'll just like send you some love and you know or just completely have another thought the next thought and um and then other moments when I could stop and be like oh I feel you know like let me send a note or you know um and just tune in and so to me and I know when I receive that on the other end it's just it really like it means so much like so much more than I could really understand. And I think that that's what I really love about it, you know, because it is, does do something that you're like, I don't understand this. Like it's, you know, it's like art or something in that way where you, you feel the, you feel it, you know, and you feel the love of it and you feel the way it expands you, but it's like, you don't even really know why, you know? And I love that it's kind of a mystery in that way too. I love that. Like, yeah, what you're saying reminds me too of your question earlier about people that uh, might find themselves like getting into relationship and then feeling really fully pulled in, like unable to feel themselves anymore and connect with themselves. And I think that's why also it's so important to have really good friendships and um, just good connections. Cause I think that's something that really supports your intimate partnership is to not put everything into that, not because you don't value it, because you value it, because uh, there are ways you connect with your part, your partner that you don't connect with your friends. And um, yeah, I think like social media is kind of tough because there's so much out there on the perfect relationship and like we do everything together. That means we are so in love and yeah. all these things and like yeah friendship is so important and obviously just so fulfilling and mm -hmm. um and yeah and only helps our intimate partnership 
us be able to really appreciate what we have because they're not there to be every single thing that we need in, in our life, right? Like if we're having a hard moment, we also have friends. If we're celebrating something, we have other people that can celebrate with us too and see us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think valuing that is so important and like training ourselves to kind of value that. I guess that's what I was feeling too of like when I do remember that or, you know, cause it is like not necessarily, it wasn't something I was really saw when I was growing up or conditioned in any way to really value, you know? And um, it's, yeah. yeah, it's true too, because like the way that we're raised now is obviously such a small family, right? Environment when we're young, if we were raised with family, it's just usually our closest, like our nuclear family. And so we're kind of, we kind of do the same thing in partnership now where we're with our partner and it's like they're everything mm -hmm. versus like we used to live in communities and lots of people would hang out all the time. And it wasn't, um, and women would uh, sleep with many partners and so would men. And, um, and so it's just a, yeah, it is a shift and we're kind of bringing ourselves out of this we have the possibility to bring ourselves out of like this very narrow minded limiting experience. I mean, I, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, all, everything comes down to like how much can we remove our limitations and have more connection um, and more aliveness. Beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you too. Will you, um, I like that move from the top. <laughs> when I'm sitting in a chair. I feel like, so happy. I don't know, like something in that when you do that, I feel like it touches in something when I was young or like, I don't know, something about it. I'm like, I could watch somebody do that all day long. It like feel safe or something. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I feel that too, but I didn't realize until you said it, so thanks. <laughs> part of our part of our dance today. <laughs> yeah, it's part of our dance. <laughs> the sitting dance. Yeah. Um, so would you lead us in a couple minutes of um, a meditation or, you know, maybe a five minute or, you know, yeah. seven minutes or whatever. I mean, even a few, whatever you feel um, inspired to do in a, um, a meditation to close. Yeah, totally. Cool. Awesome. So everyone can close their eyes and get into your comfortable position. So cross-legged, or if you're sitting in a chair, just have your feet on the floor, both of them. And begin by taking a few breaths. So maybe three full inhales and exhales. So I just want you to take a moment to feel the things in your life that you're always waiting for to be happy. Waiting, you know, if we're speaking about relationship, waiting for a relationship, waiting for your partner to ask you to marry them, to want children, to communicate with you in a certain way, whatever it is. Just take a moment to acknowledge that. What is it that you, you're waiting for that you carry around with you? The weight that you carry around in the waiting.
Wonderful. So I just want you to imagine sitting in front of you those topics, no more than three, just sitting on front of you like three little beings, but they're topics. The things you want. And I just want you to open your heart really big and pour endless love into those things you yearn for. Just literally imagine love gushing from your heart, pouring like rain down on these yearnings, these wantings, potentially frustrations. And keep pouring a little more love on them. And then I'd love for you to come back into your body. And instead of leaning forward towards wanting or covering our hearts, trying to reject something, take a moment to open your shoulders a little bit wider and breathe in and out of your heart a little bit more fully. And sense the fullness in your own being. Breathing in and out. If stories arise or ideas arise, it's no problem. Allow them to arise and let them go. Coming back to your fullness in your heart, the breath moving in and out. And start to feel that experience of completion in your body, but your heart is still available. This is that sense of like, we can be in relationship, but we also come from this space where our body is full, full of love, full of movement and life. And just imagine yourself moving through the day from this place. We'll just close the meditation by resting in silence, no particular thoughts, just continuing to feel the breath moving up and down your body and feeling your heart.
and even allowing your breath to be a sensation of gratitude. Just the feeling of, ah, how wondrous, for no particular reason. When you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes and keep your heart open. Keep allowing breath to flow as you move on in your day. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really grateful. I Thank hope it benefited somebody out there. Well, benefited me, so I hope it benefited everyone else that listened. Sure, well, <laughs> for sure, it was very much in alignment with a lot of things that um, many people here have been working with. So I know it'll benefit. I'm excited to hear about that. So thank you, Olivia, and sending everybody lots of love. And yeah, see you next time. So much love. <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us on today's episode of soul crush you can find us on itunes and if you want to learn more about olivia and her offerings i highly recommend that you work with her in her relational sessions and her one-on-one -on -one support and also she has amazing products all of her beauty face care products. She wild harvests all her tea and she's just such an amazing woman of the earth that I hope that you'll all support. Her website is oliviaclementine.com. You can find her olivia-clementine or underscore clementine for on Instagram and you can find me Art of Loving on Instagram and let me know if you enjoyed this episode, what you'd like to hear more of and sending you all so much love. We always have workshops and trainings and retreats that we do. So we hope to meet you someday and that you're feeling really supported and loved in this moment of your life.